everyone, welcome to today's episode of Heart Home Faith. I'm your host, Olivia, and as always, I'm so grateful that you're tuning in. Well, today's episode is a short, sweet episode, and it's featuring yours truly, just myself. I thought it would be kind of nice for my listeners if I gave you a little bit of a rundown as to what exactly is going on in my life and shared a reflection that I think is pertinent with all of us. Of course, this particular season of my life is focused a little bit on pregnancy. At the moment of recording this, I'm 32 and a half weeks pregnant. Hard to believe that the end is coming. So please sit back, listen in, get excited for me. Please pray for me as we continue through this third trimester with my family and know that I am so, so grateful for your listenership. Ever since I was little, I wanted to be self-sufficient. At this point in my life, I know what I thought that meant, and I'm now wondering why I had that idea. You see, what I've realized is that my desire to be self-sufficient was simply rooted in that great human fault of pride. I've been focusing on reading the Bible this year. I've been following Meg Hunter-Kilmer, an amazing guest of the podcast from last season. I've been following her plan to focus on reading the entire Bible over the course of a year. And I have to say, pride features pretty heavily in the whole biblical narrative of salvation. It's pretty obvious to me once you've identified the fact that pride is a hallmark of the human condition and, well, the human sinful condition, that then you start to see, man, we humans have a problem with pride. Well, my desire to be self-sufficient was simply rooted in pride. I never want to have to ask anybody for help. I never want to have to rely on somebody else. And I certainly never want other people to think that I can't do it all. Isn't that a trap of modern motherhood? You can do it all. You can do it all. You only have to wake up at 5 a.m., exercise, eat your perfectly balanced nutrition, and then you can run a marathon, which I have run a marathon, guys, but you can run a marathon. You can write books. You can homeschool your children. You can be the most amazing mother that God has intended you to be. And absolutely, we can be the mother that God has intended us to be. But more and more, I'm realizing we can't do it alone. I mean, we have to think about the fact that many of us have been really, really isolated throughout this whole COVID-19 and, well, 2020 experience. 
it's been really difficult for me to ask for help. And even though I've wanted help, the help hasn't exactly been there, which I think makes us realize all the more how much necessary that help is, especially in family life. Well, as I mentioned in my introduction, I'm 32 and a half weeks pregnant. I love to be a mom. I love hanging out with my kids. I love playing with them. I love spending time doing fun things and fun activities with them. But there is a very sad and real reality of my pregnancies. I suffer from an extremely, extremely fatigued entire pregnancy. Yes, I will need to sleep about 10 hours a night, plus take a nap during the day. That is a lot of sleep. And it's really hard to manage to fit what I need, what my body is begging me to give my body in order to still maintain a healthy pregnancy, but to still do all the things in my mind that I want to do. Accepting limitations is not something that comes easily for me, but I'm getting better at recognizing that I have them, and I'm getting better at recognizing that we all have them. I have been praying the rosary for many years, and I love to spend some time thinking about the mysteries. I was thinking recently about the mystery of the visitation. That's right. Mary, newly pregnant, finds out that her cousin Elizabeth is going to have a baby and is in her ninth month. And so Mary, who's probably nauseous, I'm not sure exactly the theology of that, but Mary, who in my mind must be nauseous with the whole first trimester thing, packs up and goes to go see Elizabeth. Not only does she go to go see her, she goes to offer help and she stays with her which I can't imagine being Mary, even though I want to be Mary. At this point in my life, I want to be Mary so badly. I want to be the person who packs up everything and who goes and runs to help others because by goodness, that is the sort of thing a Christian person should do, right? Am I right? Well, I recently came to the realization this phase of my life, I am not Mary in the visitation story. I love Lexio Divina, and I love to put myself in the story. Where am I? Who am I? What am I doing? How am I interacting with these biblical characters? What does this teach me about my relationship with God? Well, in this particular instance, it's come to me. I'm not Mary. I'm not being called to throw everything that I have down and to run to help somebody else right now. Right now, the holiest thing that I can do is accept help when other people offer it. That is a really countercultural message that we are not given, especially as moms. We are told that we should be able to do it all because we can have it all, because we are strong, we are wonder women, we are amazing. And we are. But the beautiful thing about our faith is that 
we are shown that there are seasons. There are times when I can be Mary in the visitation. There are times when I can go to help somebody else through a crisis. And there are times when I need help because I'm only human. I like to think about what Elizabeth would have done when Mary showed up because my response is probably the exact opposite, at least at first. The first thing, if I were Elizabeth in that story, would have done, because we have to remember that Elizabeth is completely human, right? Mary's also completely human, but she was born without sin. So getting a, a side of the theology of this, we can think about Elizabeth as maybe having the same sort of gut reaction that we ourselves might have had. Maybe, just maybe, the gut reaction of Elizabeth would have been, Mary, what are you doing here? I didn't ask for help. I guess you're here now. What are we supposed to do? Like, I don't understand why you're here. I didn't ask. Okay, well, let's just think about something real quick. Elizabeth is very pregnant, and she's also older. She's probably having all sorts of aches and pains, and she happens to have a husband who, from the moment he found out she was pregnant, has been mute. She's probably pretty lonely. Probably, like the rest of us, are really lonely. I've been lonely through this entire pandemic experience because things that have filled me up are things that I can no longer enjoy safely. I can't go to my friends' houses and have a beautiful meal served to me while we talk and while we have a nice glass of wine or sparkling juice or something. We can't do these sorts of things right now. And so all of my social interactions have really been changed. Well, Elizabeth's social interactions were changed too. We just have to think about the fact that her husband was mute for nine entire months. That's actually kind of an interesting thought, isn't it? What would I do if my husband was mute for nine months? Well, either he'd become a really good listener or I would really struggle with the lack of conversation that I was having. When Mary shows up, Elizabeth may have felt the same desire to send her away I feel when people offer me help, but that's not what happened. No, Elizabeth allows Mary and subsequently Jesus into her life, into heaven. And it's the most beautiful thing that we see in Mary, this perfect model of Christianity, where we see that part of being a Christian person is not only rushing to help others, but giving other people the opportunity to help us. That my friends, is why this idea of self-sufficiency is rooted in pride. What I think is so incredible about this particular reflection is that I can still want to do things by myself. I can still be goal-driven. I can still want to accomplish my goals, my dreams, my desires, but I can't do them alone. We need our entire support teams to help us in raising our families. And yes, it's hard these days, but I truly do believe that we are equipped with the most incredible resource possible. We have God and we have scripture to allow us to see what we need to do in our lives 
to recognize that there are seasons where we might be Mary and there are seasons where we might be Elizabeth, the older pregnant woman with a mute husband who's lonely, who's sad, who's maybe worried, who, honest to goodness, we don't know much about what Mary and Elizabeth talked about during their time together, but thank goodness they had that feminine companionship. Thank goodness that Mary shows us that it's appropriate to offer help, and Elizabeth shows us that it's appropriate to accept help, because accepting help is this countercultural message that we have to recognize is unhealthy, and it's not who we are. It's not who we are designed to be. We are a Christian community. We are the body of Christ. When one member hurts, we all hurt. When one member feels joy, we all feel joy. And this is why it's so important that we help one another. We'll know we are Christians by our love. The only way that we can allow that love to show is to accept help when it's offered to us and when we need it. We have an obligation to allow others to serve us because it's like that song says, will you let me be your servant? Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the grace to let you be my servant too. These are just some of my reflections on the visitation. I adore thinking about the mysteries of the rosary and I very much hope one day to do something in the written form regarding the mysteries of the rosary and how they've impacted my life. I hope that you'll pray for me during this time because right now I'm struggling. I have a very big to-do list and a lot of things I hope to accomplish. But I'm having to come to grips with the fact that these things might not all happen before the new baby comes. And that's okay. I am learning to trust in God, to trust in others, and to say, I can't do it all, but I can do a lot to be prepared, to be generous, to be kind, and to be good to my body, growing this tiny little human inside of it. I have so much respect and so much love for my children. And I can't wait to meet this baby and to bring him into the world. And if my basement is not cleaned up, because it's become a catch-all room since we moved. Yes, guys, that was like six months ago. And if my furniture that we ordered right after we bought the house has not come and we're still using boxes as our nightstands, it'll be okay. And if our bathroom has not been renovated before the baby comes and they have to renovate while we have a newborn, unfortunately, I will be grumpy because, well, have you ever had a newborn? I mean, I want it to be pretty peaceful around here. But getting that bathroom renovated, it's just one of those things that's gonna have to happen whenever it can happen. I'm learning to accept that my timeline is not always the way that things go. For that, I'm grateful. If you would please be so kind as to pray for me, know that I would appreciate it so, so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Heart Home Faith. I am so excited to bring you more great content throughout this season. I have amazing guests lined up. 
you'll be hearing from different guests throughout the season as well as myself. Well, one of the things that's going to be a little different about this season is because of my pregnancy and subsequent delivery and birth and newborn phase, there will be a significant mid-season pause. I'm just not sure when that is. I had episodes pre-recorded for quite a while, but the way that I'm going to schedule releasing them might be a little different. There may be a time in a month or two where, perhaps, I don't release any episodes for a little while. I'm going to follow God's lead as to when he wants me to take a break and when he wants me to jump back into this ministry, which I love with my whole heart. I hope very much that you will do me the great, great favor of tuning into previous episodes, sharing your favorite episodes on social media. Please tag me at Harm Faith when you share to your stories. And please, please text a link to your friends because that is how the word about these podcasts gets started. And I could so use your help in increasing my listenership. Again, I'm so grateful to all of you. Please pray for me. Know you're in my prayers. And until next time, may you feel as loved as you are.